Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Manning. And I'm Trinity French. And we are your business coaches at Wired to Change. With the number two. We help you get your business to the levels you want to get it to so you can enjoy the life of a small business owner. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back. We are back in the studio with our very, 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 very special guest, Nikki Crow. Like and a very... Yeah, do you like that? I'm going to add in one very Ooh. special guest and a very sick Mike Manning. Coach Mike. Hello, Coach Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's sad when I have to tell people I feel better than I sound. So you can insert your own joke right there. But this yeah. is what my week has been like. Well, we think you still look handsome. And Absolutely. if it was any poss- any possibility of your voice sounding just a little gravi- gravelier... Like, what's that word? Grab, like Johnny you know, Cash. Yes. I, yes. I sound like that overnight DJ in Topeka, Kansas that yes. smokes a lot. Yep, you do. You <laughs> certainly do. <laughs> but we're glad that you're here with us. If maybe not in voice, at least mm. sitting here enjoying this conversation about one of my very favorite topics, mm. which we know that every episode is my favorite topic. Yes. <laughs> Networking and social media, which if I had to pick one person out of my social network who I thought emulated the epitome of what somebody should be doing and how they should be doing it, it would be you, Nick. You do such a great job um, in the networking scene and also also, uh, promoting your business and others' business on social media. So I would love to first start out talking about the networking side and then we're going to talk a little bit about the social media side okay. and then how you blend those two together. So on the networking side, yes. you attend a lot of networking events. Yes. How the hell do you decide which events you're going to go to? Um, truthfully, it's been a year um, and there are certain events that we will no longer attend. One of the ways that I judge it is um, of the five or 10 people that I meet at first, if over 90% of them automatically hand me their business card without saying hi, I turn around and I walk out. It is not the networking event for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when we first started, there are so many networking opportunities in Raleigh, Durham, Cary. Holy crap. You could literally be networking sun up to sundown. Um, So, you know, the first couple months, I literally was out sun up to sun down. And then you get burned out because you get the people who are gimme, 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 gimme. And I just don't react well with those people. I truly believe in a giver's gain. Um, So for us, it's really been trial and and error. And then I was lucky enough to have other friends who network very heavily as well. And they were able to turn me on to some groups, too. Oh, that's awesome. So you actually networked through other networkers. Yes. (laughs) Love it. Love it. How do you guys decide which ones you go to and which ones Charlie goes to? Um, well, in a perfect world, he's so busy he can't go to the networking mm-hmm. events. <laughs> and, and you know, um, but really it's um, he loves to network, which is always funny because people are like, Charlie is always in a corner somewhere, like on his phone. But he loves um, he loves seeing me do my thing, uh, which I know that sounds weird to say, but it, it, it makes him smile. It does. And what's really interesting, um, having known you both now for quite a while, 
and seeing both of you in action. I've seen Nikki at networking events on her own. I've seen Nikki and Charlie together. And then I've also seen Charlie on his own. And the thing that stuck out to me most, the first time Charlie came to an event on his own that Nikki was unable to attend was that he was a chatty Kathy and the little (laughs) social butterfly of the room. Yeah. And I think he does let you kind of like run the show when you're there. But it's kind of cool when you're not there to see him come out of his bubble and really just work the room. I think he's pretty cute (laughs) and adorable. But, you know, I'm a little biased. Yes. (laughs) One of the main contributors to somebody who is a great networker is their ability to follow up. Mm -hmm. So what does your follow-up plan after a networking event look like? I um, probably shouldn't say this out loud because there's probably going to be people who are like, we never heard from her. Um, But I actually stole what you had said, one of our very first networking events I had ever attended with you. And you have a right pocket, left pocket theory where, um, you know, the cards that you want to follow up go in one pocket and the people you don't really go into another pocket. And so for us, um, it's really kind of just weeding out the people that we care enough to follow up with and if we don't follow up with you it's not that we don't care enough it's just at that point you're not what we're looking for and that Mm -hmm. that's not me and it's just it's just a fact like right now we're really looking to connect with tradespeople. so if we're at a networking event and we've and we meet mortgage brokers those aren't what we're looking for at that point so they're going to go into a pile where we still keep your information still goes into our crm i say where we met you but we really are focusing more on the trade side on the trade side yeah And what um, Nick was referring to is I train on a little theory I call left pocket, right pocket. And you can liken it to, you know, a dating app where you're swiping left or swiping right. But when I go to a networking meeting, I wear either pants or a dress that has pockets. And this is how I'm keeping track of the people that I want to follow up with. And, um, you said it so eloquently, but really, I'm like, is this person a sleaze bag? Are they a jerk? <laughs> Did they make me feel grossed out from the minute that they met me because they just shoved their card in my hand? When we were talking on our last episode, we were talking about giver's gain, and there's some people that you meet in a networking event, and you know that they are just in it for them. And those people quickly leave a really bad taste in my mouth, And I will do the same thing that you do. I put them into my database and I make a note that, guess what? I didn't really like this person that much. (laughs) And if we were out at a networking event and I didn't follow up with you, it's probably because I didn't get that great of an impression of you to begin with. Um, Now, the people that I want to follow up with are people that I'm finding something interesting out about them. And I find that we have a connection outside of what we do for a living. And usually I'll write on the back of their business card some interesting fact that I learned about them. Like they love Merlot or their dog's name is Fifi or whatever it is. So that way when I follow up with them, I can connect with them professionally, but also on a personal level as well. I think sometimes too, people make follow-up a little harder than it needs to be. I think simply knowing that, hey, you you know that you want to keep in touch with this person. So you friend them on Facebook, you friend them on LinkedIn, you go in and like their company page because what does that do? Subconsciously, every time they post something and you see them 
in their in your feed, they're keeping in the back of your mind, whether you realize that or not. So I don't think sometimes you always have to write these elegantly long, flowery, like you can just mm. go and friend someone and know like, hey, I want you to be in my connection world. Right. Yes. Um, one of my pet peeves when people are following up is when they get my contact information and they send me what I know is a canned email that I can tell that they send to every single connection after they meet them that is a sales pitch of whatever it is they do. There is no faster way to turn me off than to send me a sales pitch when we haven't even really connected on a personal level in any capacity. And they might have started in the right pocket, but they're going to quickly get, (laughs) I'm going to swipe left on them after that. So there is a way to follow up that, is going to come across as more genuine and people want to work with other people who are genuine and that they have a true connection with. Because let's face it, in all of our industries, it doesn't matter what you do for a living, there are other people out there at that networking event that do exactly what it is that you do. And you need to differentiate yourself from those other people. I think that you're an amazing networker. You have a way of going into a room, working that room, making genuine connections. So what are one or two of your networking secrets that you'd like to share that you've learned over the last year and a half? Oh, um, believe it or not, I am very shy. I am um, extroverted. Um, Can I be very, I'm I'm sorry, I'm, I'm introverted. Can I be very extroverted? Absolutely, especially when it comes to our business and to our family. Um, But the number one thing I can tell you is just do it. Like the more you think about it and the more when you, when you're walking to room, um, like uh, last night we went to a networking event downtown Raleigh and uh, walked in the room and we didn't know a single person, which is very rare for us to walk into a networking event and not know anyone. And my heart immediately started racing. I started to get flushed. I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? And I took that first step. The person closest to me, you know, I held up my hand. And I said, I don't know you. I'm Nikki Crow. Who are you? And you just, you, you honestly just have to take that first step. My other thing is if you are truly, you know, that, um, networking is something you have to do to get that visibility and, and credibility out there. Um, and it's just not your thing. Bring a wingman. Um, you know, I, I, I know you guys both know this about me, but if you take the effort to say, Hey, Nikki, I know I need to do this. Will you invite me or will you be my wingman? No matter how busy my week is, I will make time for you because you made the effort of coming out and trying. So those would be my two tips. One, do it and show up. Step one, (laughs) show the F up. And then two, if you know you need a wingman, bring your wingman. I think that having a wingman is huge because it gives you the ability to do what I call triangulation also. And this is something that we think we might've talked about on previous podcasts, but Mm. might not, but let's talk about dorking out for a second. So for those (laughs) of you that don't know, or are just tuning in, I'm a dork and I like to talk about dorky things like triangulation. We call that a Thursday here. (laughs) (laughs) Dorks are cool. Dorks are cool. So triangulation 
is when you go into a networking arena, like if Nikki and I went out to an event together and I'm looking for people to connect her to and she's looking for people to connect me to because I can say so many things about her business that she can't say. So I would go up to Mike, meet Mike and be like, hey, I want to introduce you to my friend Nikki. She owns the Home Inspector and she is quite possibly one of the best networkers that I know. And if you haven't had the opportunity to meet her yet, you need to meet her. And now I'm going to turn around and introduce those two. And right off the bat, they now have a connection. And it was deeper because I introduced the two of them, even though I didn't know Mike from, you know, a hole in the wall five minutes prior. And triangulation works great especially when you are nervous or not quite sure who it is that you're going to talk to when you go into a room. Um, I also think that it's great to just call out the elephant in the room. If I walk into a room and I'm feeling awkward and uncomfortable, I go find the other person that looks just as (laughs) awkward and as uncomfortable as I do and say, hey, is this your first networking event? Tell me a little bit about yourself. I'm feeling pretty awkward, so I figured, you know, I can commiserate with somebody else, and then we laugh, we have a good time, and then slowly start working the room together. I I totally agree, and I think, too, not that you asked me for a third one, but I think a lot of people want to go in, and they're like, all right, my goal is to come out with 10 connections. No matter how much we network, my goal is one new, new connection. That's it. I may talk to 20 people, but my goal is to have one person that we truly felt connected that I would want to find them on social media and add them to our social network. That's awesome. How, so you are also really great on social media. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I just got the eye roll from Mike. Yes, you got the eye roll because we both think that you're great on social media. Um, What are some of the ways that you learn to work social media? Oh gosh. Um, well, one, I'm I'm still still learning. We mm-hmm. we don't quite get it. What we have really tried to focus on is what we get the most responses to. Um, one of the my favorite things to advertise right now on is LinkedIn, and it's because when you're on LinkedIn, one people don't have to share your post for it to show up in the other people's feed, right? They just hit like. But two, um, social, I feel I feel like LinkedIn does such a good job as far as telling you like how many people actually interacted with your stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook, I know you can kind of see it to a certain extent, but like LinkedIn will tell you how many people clicked on it, where they're clicking from, um, how many people shared it, how many people liked it. And I just, I really, you know, it goes back to, to numbers. I really love those numbers. Um, so we have really started focusing on what is getting us the, bo- the best numbers. For us, I mean, we're starting to realize um, that when Charlie does videos, that we're getting our best responses. And of course that makes him cringe because he's like, I hate being around the camera. I hate doing the video, but I think he's so cute when he does his videos. I know. And the last couple ones have been on our house. Yeah. And of course now I'm like, well, now you've given me more to add to our honey do list. So what's the time frame to get these things corrected? (laughs) (laughs) What are some of the, so if somebody was a newbie into the social media sphere and they're thinking about using social media as a tool to be able to promote their business, which site other than LinkedIn would you say would be your your second favorite? I think you really have to know your clientele. Um, for us, it, it, it honestly is Facebook and, and LinkedIn. 
Um, I know if you talk to a lot of marketing people, they're going to tell you Instagram, um, which, you know, we honestly probably should be playing with Instagram more than we are. But I just I don't know if our I think of Instagram as a younger clientele and I just don't know if if that's our niche yet. So I think you really have to know what your age bracket is Mm -hmm. and then go where where they are, where they're at. Right. How do you approach a post like do you have a strategy on how many posts you make that are personal versus business? Do you have a strategy behind what you're posting? Do you have a strategy, but it's constantly changing because again, I get very obsessed with, with those numbers mm-hmm. and what's responding well. Um, we went from advertising, you know, Monday through Friday and, and posting something to now I'm like, okay, it's great that we're having that because we're definitely getting that that visibility, but I don't know if we're getting the right type of visibility. So now we're cutting it down to where we're maybe only posting three to four times a week. And we are definitely trying to do the videos. We find that any type of humor, just because it, it, uh, you were talking about the pattern interrupter. Pattern interrupt. Yep. We've, we've, we've learned that that is going to really kind of help us. And you don't expect to see um, funny shit on a home inspector's page. So we try to be a, a, a little funny. Oh, gosh, there's so many funny things from a home inspection standpoint. I wish you'd share more of that. Just not my clients' houses. No, and and that's why we've been doing a lot of the videos on us, because when we start, we see home inspectors who do videos while they're in clients' houses, and the legality of that is just something that we're a little nervous about yet. So Mm -hmm. if you keep seeing the same house, it's because we're not quite sure what we're allowed to do. You can come do one on my house. Oh, you would love that. And yeah. Charlie would love that. Are you yeah, kidding? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'll be, I'll pop in that video there with them and say, here, yeah, have at it. Can we wine? Yes. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wine and networking and, and social media and home inspections and video. I could think of. Yeah. Yeah. I think that sounds like a lot of fun. Have you been able to track any uh, click-throughs or business from the uh, advertising on LinkedIn? You know what's really funny? I was actually just talking to someone who said that LinkedIn was not the right platform for us. And um, instead of doing the, nah, you're wrong, um, I actually gave an example. We just last week alone, we had a, we won business because there uh, was a guy who is not a connection of ours, but is a connection of two other people who just liked a video that we had posted. Again, not shared, but liked it. And the guy went, well, man, I trust this guy. I trust this guy. They both obviously are connected with us. So he actually reached out to us and we're about to book a business, a job for his daughter-in-law. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's all about making sure that the right people are liking your posts, that your content is engaging, which I think yeah. that your content is definitely engaging. I love Thanks. the videos. They crack me up. Also that, you know, it's, it is tricky figuring out, you know, how often to post because you don't want to be the people that post something too frequently because yeah. we all know those people are freaking annoying <laughs> and you don't want to post so infrequently that people are forgetting that you're there. Um, So, like, I like to do a blend of personal and professional posting. I know that people are probably annoyed at how much wedding posting I did for a short period of time. But you know what? Screw y'all. I was going to post all the wedding photos that I wanted because I'm only getting married once. And it was a lot of fun to post all those wedding photos. But, But I actually got a lot of engagement from my other posts the more 
personal posts that I do. So it reminded me that I do have to have a blend of those personal and professional posts because I'm using my, even though I have a Facebook page for my real estate website, most of my business comes from my personal page, not from my real estate page. But I, I think Trinity that you do, and I think Mike, you as well, I think you guys both do a great job in you, you're realizing that you're getting more traction from your personal page versus your business page. And there's a couple of real estate agents where, I, I'm not going to lie to you, we, we had to stop following them because it's that time of year, politics are come up. We don't mm-hmm. care what you believe. We don't care who you vote for. Just don't try to shove it down our throat. Yes. And when it is your page and you know the majority of your business is coming from that page and you are shoving just, I mean, like, not even like left or right, like far left or far right, like ideas on your page. You know, the, the one thing we truly own is our name. Mm-hmm. So when we go and we're networking and we're talking about the people that we want to be part of our connections and building our world win and, and even people that we refer, when we refer, you're carrying our name on your back. You're carrying our house, our kiddo, our finances, like everything is with you. And if you screw up our name, you've screwed up the only thing that we own. Um, and just the, Amen, girl. Preach. I tell you. <laughs> certain people we don't want our name attached to. Yes. <laughs> and one of my tips that I'm going to add in here for people that are on social media or in networking is that there's a couple of areas that we should stay away from, mm-hmm. politics being one of them. Yeah. Um, there was an agent that I used to coach and who is no longer with our firm, and she would do a lot of political posting And I said, you know, if you were selling 100 homes a year or even 50 homes a year or even 20 homes a year, then do what you like. But until then, you need to stay away from the political posting because you don't know who has which political affiliations and you're you're pissing off half of your potential clients and you don't even know it. And so politics, I stay away from getting into political debates online or posting anything political. If somebody wants to have a political conversation or debate with me, hey, let's do it behind, you know, at a coffee shop or somewhere where we can talk about that offline. Religion is another one that can be very off-putting to people. Being careful about how much religious posts that people make um, because I have friends of all different types of religions and some people are not religious at all and I don't want to offend or, you know, alienate any of them because they feel uncomfortable by religion. And then the other one is just what type of humor you share and it's funny, Mike's sitting here smiling like the Cheshire cat because <laughs> Nikki and I both curse a lot. Yes. And sign of hi- highly intellectual females. Yes. Intellectual. Absolutely. Yeah. There's been studies that have been done and it is proven that we are highly intellectual, but absolutely. we do curse a lot. I try to limit, and I'm actually very cognizant about not cursing too much on social media and knowing which platforms that's okay on versus which platforms it's not. And that is self-censure that I do to protect my image online. And yes, it is an image. Like if I posted everything about my life online, no one would want to buy a house for me or be my coaching client because guess what? shit's messy. Like life is not perfect, but we do put a certain image online of how well we have it together. And yeah, there's times that I'm like, dang it, I really want to drop an F-bomb on this post, but you know what? (laughs) Probably not the smartest idea for my business. So I refrain from doing it, even though 
I would want to. Do you like type, 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 then delete, 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 delete? <laughs> yeah, or sometimes I'll use like the F, like Freaking. asterisk, yeah. or, you know, I'll, I'll, and so one of the hardest parts is that my dog's nickname is fucking Carlos. Yes. <laughs> and I only use that on Instagram. I don't use that on Facebook because I tend to have a different demographic and the people understand that yeah. on Instagram where they wouldn't understand that on Facebook um, because I have, you know, a hashtag and a follow following and he has his own little um fan club because Aww. he's such a he's little monster he's yes cute. he's a cute monster yes. and people love that you know i have this chorky who's a little disaster and people like to see that okay so how much how do you know if you're spending too little or too much time on social media and how much time do you set aside each day or week for your posting so really um Short of us like actually creating some video content now, which is different because we are trying to make sure we're not spending all day with that. Um, if I'm spending more than five minutes on each day, to me, it, it's too much. Too much, yeah. Because the return on, on investment is just, it, it's hard to track that. And so for me, it's just at this point, not worth more. Okay. And do you think that that's more or less than when you first started? When I first started, I wanted to find like the perfect articles and make sure I was copying the perfect phrase out to go with the article. So I was spending probably a good 30 minutes. Um, and that's just crazy now. Yeah. Are you using any tools to post? So there's different theories mm -hmm. on whether it's okay to post the same content on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at the same time, or whether you should have different content for different platforms. What's your take on that? So for us, because right now we're primarily using Facebook and LinkedIn, we do post the same on both just because for us, um, we try to make it somewhat fun because we know with LinkedIn um, coming from the corporate world and knowing a lot of times Facebook is blocked. And so your LinkedIn is your Facebook. It's where you get to have a little bit of a mental break and actually read some fun mm -hmm. articles and watch videos. But to us, it's really the same clientele. It's just w when we're getting them. Okay. Great. And are there any other social media strategies that you think would be beneficial to share with any of our listeners? Um, don't post what everyone else has already posted. I love you guys, but if I see one more post about Raleigh being the second, uh, yeah. whatever global, like, holy crap. Yeah. I mean, how, how many times have you guys seen that? Dozen just, at least, yeah. Oh, they. Um, just reshare, reshare, yes. reshare. Like, just be be creative. If if you're gonna post, if you care, don't reshare, right? <laughs> or just like it, or you know. Um, but if you, you know, I, I learned this a long time ago that if you're gonna share an actual article, instead of just hitting share, go in and copy some paragraph in the article that you thought was pretty cool, or your own take on it. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Look at us. Yes, we're so in sync. Yes. Or what it does for your industry. Yeah. Something like that. I agree with you on that. I, yeah. So one of the things that I also admire about your use of social media, besides the posting, is that you have a great way of getting people's business, getting business for others through commenting, liking, tagging people. Um, do you have any suggestions for people on how they can be a better advocate for their referral partners? Uh, get your head out of your ass and just do it. Um, God, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, if, if you, if you really, really, um, 
love a small business, I, I know there's that thing that's going around that the easiest way to support a small business is not necessarily sharing or spending money. It's sharing, it's supporting. And when you're on a Facebook group and you hear someone wanting um, to know an awesome business coach, how easy is it to take three seconds out of my day tag you guys in it or if you hear about an HVAC company and now remember though again your name is is going along with these referrals so if you know the HVAC company maybe you just you would not recommend you don't want of course your name attached to that but if you have a company that you truly love why not share that why not give them the chance to get get the business get and the, the exposure back. yeah Absolutely. And I know that you've been great at doing that in different networking groups and platforms online and um, Nextdoor, Facebook, some of the Facebook women's groups. You've gotten a lot of business, especially for people on our BNI group, Business Networking International, just through your activity that you're doing on social media, which is awesome. But what people don't realize, and this is something I love about our BNI women group, not that the men in our group suck, but women specifically, um, when it comes to BNI, we talk about VCP, visibility, credibility, which leads to profitability, right? So when someone says, hey, do you know an awesome business coach? And I go, oh my gosh, wired to change. That gives you guys visibility, right? But what if Kayla now comes behind me and says, oh my gosh, wired to change? What if Kate comes behind and says, oh my gosh, wired to change and then we've got Cherie we've got Shelly what is that giving you now it's giving you visibility and credibility and that's where a lot of people are not really paying attention what's going there because it's it's like when someone says hey do you know an awesome real estate agent how many freaking oh comments are on that I get, post I get tagged in those along with 8,000 yes. other real estate agents you've yes. got to have that credibility that goes along with that visibility well, we obviously would love for um, you all who are listening to help increase our visibility. And so I'm going to get this right this time. We would love for you to rate, review, and subscribe our Wired to Change podcast. Woo! You can do that on any platform that you're listening. And I did it. I just got a, I just got a round of applause. You did good. I did good. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> and I promise to work on that for all of our future episodes. Nikki, do you have any final words that you'd like to share with our listeners on either networking or um, social media? Uh just, just do it. And I know that's a Nike slogan and whatever. I hope I don't get sued for trademark issues. <laughs> I don't think I'm, I'm big enough of a deal to get sued for trademark issues. Um, but really, just, just do it. We all have those things that we know we have to do in order to make our business grow. And usually it's the things that we're most scared of. And usually not working and putting ourselves out there is top of that list. Um, so that's it. Thank you guys for having me on your show. I, I adore you guys. I think I think you guys know that. I 110% support Wired to Change. We've learned so much from you guys that we've applied not only to our business life, but to our personal life as well, because a lot of it does translate well. So you guys do an awesome job. Well, thank you. We appreciate it. And we appreciate you, our listeners. And we will catch you next time on our Wired to Change podcast.